Bobby Bones post-show pre-show. You guys are going to like today's show. I guarantee it. There's some funny stuff in today's show, especially with Eddie. I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> Enjoy today's show. We're not going to go to it right now. Uh, this story says being a responsible high school student almost always leads to big things. Mm. Even deck. What's up? Yeah, now that makes sense. I was not very I good in high school. I wasn't responsible at all. Even decades after graduating, <laughs> high school overachievers may have something to show for all their extra hours in the library. A new study ties career success with students who proved to be the most responsible in their pre-college years. Quote, being a responsible student, showing an interest in school, and having fewer problems with reading and writing were all significantly associated with greater educational attainment and finding a more prestigious job. Also associated with being a responsible student, having greater income. Being a responsible student is mostly about discipline. And if you're disciplined, you can mostly achieve your dream. If your dream is even bigger, it takes a lot more discipline. Sometimes it's you have to have discipline to attain the skills to then chase your dream. But it makes sense that if you're starting to get pretty good at being responsible, doing the extra work early, you're going to have that skill inside of you for your whole life. I would like to offer hope for people that maybe uh, aren't that responsible in their younger years, depending on how old you are when you're listening to this. There's hope. It can be learned. <laughs> And you can implement it later in life because I, I was not in high school. I mean, my mom showed up one day to walk me to class because I was always late. That was embarrassing. I broke that. I, exactly. Yeah, I, ne- I didn't do homework like I was supposed to. I wasn't very good at studying. But, you know, once I probably graduated college, I got pretty responsible. Working with you, I've even my responsible level has increased over the years. So And I would happen. like to give encouragement to all those kids who are being good in school. Yeah. And it's taking the time to study. And, you know, as your friends are out partying, loving life, yeah. hang in there. You can be me. Don't you want to be this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Half of them are like, ah, oh, never mind. Uh, no. I changed my mind. I'm going to be late now. But I was dialed in early. I was, yeah. I was focused. I was dialed in. I was everywhere on time. That's a big part of, the biggest part of being a success period. It doesn't mean make a lot of money or be famous. It just means doing what fulfills you. That to me is what success is. Like being able to do what fulfills you while paying your bills. And I never thought that this job was going to be my end all to have, you know, to, to make all the money I needed. Luckily it is, but I never thought I was, I always thought I'd do a few different things. But the only reason that I'm at this point now is that I show up on time every time. I have a really great work ethic and I'm pretty easy to work with. Other than that, <clears throat> what's up? And you surrounded yourself with awesome people. Sure, I did oh, eventually, yeah. <laughs> but it took a while before I had the, the, the clout to go, I, I just want to put my friends on. Yeah, true. So that's what it's about. It's uh, The only two things you can control are your attitude and your work ethic. That's it. Everything else is out of your control. You have some influence on some stuff at times. It's attitude and work, work, ethic, work ethic. That's it. Obviously not speaking because today, not really, <laughs> not, really, not really doing it. But there is a... Well, how would you rate yourself as a student, as a high school student on the grading system? <laughs> How, how, what's the number? A through, through F. A through F? On the grading Easy. system. Easy. Okay. Amy. Hmm. C plus. Okay, good. Eddie? D. Straight D. Ter- terrible student. Well, I'd have to go C minus because we didn't have Ds in high school. It went straight to F, and I passed enough to graduate, so I had to get at least a C minus. I was never in class. My last semester, or last six weeks, I got a 50 in pre-cal because I just gave up. What about you, Bobby? I would give myself a solid A, not an A+, because I did not have a a perfect GPA. 
I did not graduate valedictorian. That's why this is the Bobby Bones show. Right, and not... Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I, but again, I wasn't A+. Plus. I made a B in typing. Mm. What? Ooh, so that typing will get you. Pissed. <laughs> and you know why I didn't deserve an A? I think I had like an 87 or something. Because we were 90 through 100 what? for RAs. Why did you not... like? Typing was so... Do kids even... I don't even know. I guess I'm they just tell grow you up why. typing now. Because we used to have to sit there for hour-long classes and go A, semicolon. That was the home keys. Yeah, right in the middle. I'm going to tell you why I don't think I did as good. Why? Well, obviously I didn't do enough. In the end, I just didn't do the work to get the A. I believe that. The kids that crushed typing had computers at home. I didn't have a computer at home. We didn't have the money to have a computer. Well, now we feel bad. No, no, no. But I still did not do the work. I could have I could have probably stayed up and practiced after school, but I was playing football. I was studying other stuff. And I just thought, oh, it's typing. I'll figure it out. Who cares? And I guarantee you now you can fast typer uh, you can type faster with your thumbs than they can with their all their Who fingers. Who types with their thumbs? You, you mean on a on phone? Your phone. phone. Oh, You're I did the two pointers and two thumbs. Those are the four fingers I use. <laughs> I'm you're a like pecker. My, that, you're like my dad. What? He's like, mm, Yeah, you're a pecker. <laughs> I have on Heath Sanders and the Bobby cast this week. It's his entire life story of never really thinking country music was going to be his career. He quit music for 10 years. It's amazing. Because he was just playing small, small things as a drummer, and he was like, I got to go to work. Quit music for 10 years. And then had a random thing happen where he had to drive a band down to Billy Bob's. He was like, I think I want to get back into this. And you know, he's working in the oil fields. Now he's got a big record deal. His first big song is going to radio this, next week? Next week. Next week. It's a really great Bobby cast. You guys should check it out today. Uh, I'll play you a clip of Old School's In from Heath Sanders. Bobby cast after you listen to today's show is a good one today. Hope you guys have an awesome day. I'm on my way to San Francisco for the weekend. What stinks is I have to work till Sunday afternoon shooting the show. Oh. And then I lose the hour. It's a four hour oh. flight back. Plus I lose two hours. So you're going to be in a bad mood Monday. Well, I'm just going to be tired. Yeah. Stay up then, dude. Just stay up. You're funnier when Let's you party. Yeah. Let's party. Monday's International Women's Day. We have a special show planned for that anyway. All right. Thank you guys. Here's today's show. <laughs> Happening, friends. Welcome to Friday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. We got a big one today. Dance parties. Miranda Lambert. Uh, next hour, Eddie drinks four wines. One of them's expensive. Three of them are really cheap. There is no way he nails the expensive one. He claims to have this. You. Okay. I mean, he could get lucky. Nah, okay. no, no, no. He's got a twenty-five percent yeah. chance. You're right. My mm-hmm. tongue will not let me down. Okay. 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 What? Uh, let me play this. This is a voicemail we got last night. Hey, Bobby, I got a question. Me and my wife's fighting hard. I just turned 50 yesterday. She's only 25. The boy and that song, Don't Take the Girl. Don't she live at the end when she has that baby? She dies at the end. Can you please <laughs> settle this argument between me and my old lady? Thank you, sir. She wants to say something to you, too. Bobby, miss the baby. Please, thank you. Love you, Bobby. I love Amy. Oh, okay. hey. There's a lot packaged in <laughs> there. Right somehow there. make them both right so they don't fight. Oh, more. boy. No, I'm, I'm about truth here. Oh, boy. We had this debate ourselves, so we're not going to act like it's a dumb debate. We had this debate for probably two weeks on the show. 
By the way, here is a clip of Don't Take the Girl from Tim McGraw. Take Jimmy Johnson. Take Tommy Thompson. Take my best friend. At the end of the song, remember, she's having the baby. And the doctor's like, uh-oh, bad news, bro. And in the video, you see the doctor, too. I mean, like, hey, we got bad news. We asked Tim McGraw, did she make it after having the baby? Here's what Tim McGraw said. I don't, I don't think I want it to be resolved. I never, I never wanted it to be resolved because I just think that that's what makes that song great is it makes you think and makes you wonder. And, and it makes it apply, you know, in, in people's lives in different ways. So, as Eddie requested, you're both right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. In the video, though, it does say one thing. It shows one thing. He gets falls down on his knees, sad, or is he falling down praying? Or that could just be from the news, like, hey, man, she may True. go. So, from the horse's mouth, Tim McGraw, he's like, hey, there really isn't an answer to it. Everybody feel good about that? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's do Flashback Friday. The year is 2005. Here we go. Flashback Friday. The biggest country song. That's what I love about Sunday. What I love about Sunday. Sing along as the choir sways. That's a jam. Craig Morgan. The biggest pop song is We Belong Together from Mariah Carey. And the biggest news story. Martha Stewart was finally released from Alderson Federal Prison Camp just 30 minutes past the stroke of midnight after serving five months in prison. She was convicted of lying to federal investigators after a stock sale, and she never ratted on anyone the whole time. They were like, hey, you can cut this. Let us know. Never ratted on anyone. That's pretty cool. You feel like it is, (laughs) yeah. but then it's like, shouldn't she rat on other people who are doing bad stuff? I don't know, man. That means she's like an honest, honest, true friend. What? I mean, or someone was like, you rat, you die. Or, oh. <laughs> listen, there are a lot of ors here. It's like the Tim McGraw song. Yeah, like, <laughs> That's 2005. Where were you in 2005? Were you with me yet? I started with you in 2006. I met you in 2005, but I started the show in 06. So Maybe I was still selling granite. Once the pandemic's over, we go and put that plaque on the table at, at the Culver's. Culver's where we met in Austin. I know. Do you remember the table? Yes, Andrea does. So my friend that's family, they own that Culver's. So yes, they want to have a little dedicated area. That's where I met Amy. I was getting my tires rotated or fixed or one of them had blown and I'd walked over to a Culver's restaurant and I met Amy there in Culver's and she was like, hey, sexy. And I was like, hey. It's not what? how it went at all. <laughs> oh, 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 it was story, though. No, I, oh, no? I just met my friend Andrea there real, real quick for something and I elbowed her and I was like, I think that's Bobby Bones. And she said, who? Why are you so <laughs> disgusted with that? She was like, she was like, I would never think you're even sexy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is not how it happened. I did give you ice cream coupons, though. That's true. Can you name the one-hit wonder artist? So I'll play a song. Write your answer down. I need the artist. If you miss it, you're out. Okay, this is just an example. Here, check it out. I get no You know that artist? It's uh, Tub Thumping. No. Oh, Chumbawamba. The, the song is Tub Thumping. You'd have missed that. Oh. Chumbawamba is the artist. Oh, man. That's, I'm glad that was an example. 1997. Okay. Here we go. Oh, Up first, man. I'm not going to tell you the name of the song. Thank you. Right? Yeah. Well, you just have to name the artist. Here we go. A little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Erica by my side. A little bit of Rita's all I need. A little bit of Tina's what I see. A little bit of Sandra in the sun. A little bit of Mary all night long. You guys all struggling? Yes. A little bit. No. You got it? Yeah. You got it for sure? Yeah. 
Do you know what the song is? Yeah, I do. It's just one letter kind of messing me up a little bit. Mom. Oh. <laughs> Are we supposed to say the just the artist, right? If everybody's in, I'll, in. I'll tell you what the song is. Everybody good? The song is Mambo Number 5. Yes. What's the artist, Amy? Rick. E. <laughs> Eddie? See, this is where I, I could, it could be wrong. I wrote Lou Bega. That's it! That's it! It's Lou Bega, that's right. With a B? Yeah. Oh, yeah! Lunchbox? Yeah, Yeah, it's Lou Bega. Lou Bega. Not Rick. It's the hard part. You want to do the V or the B? Bega. And that's, I I know what you're saying. Amy, you're out. Yep. Sorry. Bye. Bye. Uh, Next up, name the artist of this song. You guys both in? Oh, we're yeah. in. All right, let me know when you're in on this one. Uh, the, the year was 1996. The song was Closing Time. Eddie? That is Semisonic. Lunchbox? Semisonic. That's correct. I thought you were going to be gone. Ooh. I know you did. You always doubt me. Don't doubt me. Okay. Next up. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. In for the win. Eddie, in. I, I beat you. <laughs> you weren't racing. <laughs> Relax over there. Yo, 1992. I'm too sexy. Eddie? I have right said Fred. Lunchbox? Shout out Tom Smith for playing this over and over in the minivan. Right said Fred. <laughs> Correct. Who's Tom? He was Aaron's dad. Who's Aaron? He's my buddy that lived down the street. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Next up, name this one-hit wonder artist. Let me see that song. Amber the win. We're not racing here. Just let me know when you're in. Oh, okay. I'm in, bro. We'll let the listeners hear the song a little bit. They want to play. The year was 1999. The song was the thong song. Eddie? Bones, that is Cisco. Lunchbox? Cisco! That's correct. Good. Um, How about this one right here? I smell sex and can't end it Who's that lounging in my chair? In for the win. I'm in. The song is from 1997, Sex and Candy. Eddie? See, Lunchbox. Marcy Playground. Marcy's Playground. What do you have? Marcy's Playground. It's not Marcy's. Oh! Oh! It's not Marcy's Playground. Marcy. Marcy. It's Marcy Playground. Wow. You know what? I'm going to give it to him. <laughs> okay. Yeah! That's fine. Yeah! I'm feeling generous. I'm feeling generous. Hey, say thank, I say, even say thank you. Say thank you. Appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but Eddie thought I was way gone, dude. I mean, I, I knew who they were. All right. Man. Uh, next up. I'm still going to cut this one with. Oh, gosh. You know that. Lunchbox is struggling. I thought he would have it quickly. I'm in. He's trying to find it right now. I'm in. You have it? Can you write something down? Oh, yeah, I wrote it down, but I'm just trying to imagine if that's Uh, right. Eddie, what do you have? Okay, so I got it wrong. Blue Man Group. Lunchbox? Eiffel 65. (laughs) He was bluffing. So what they a punk. so they did sing blue. <laughs> they were men in a group. So you get a, you get one to get back in the game too, Eddie. Yeah! All right, we're done. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, say thank you. I did. I said thanks. Oh man. man. Okay. 
Uh, Dang it! But I was way off, so thank you. Buddy. Yeah, he wasn't even. I mean, that was just an apostrophe deal. off. Here we go. Jump around. Eddie? In. Ready? House of Pain. House of Pain! All right, good. Good, good, good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's do this. 1994. I'm in. I have never heard that song in my Baby life. Baby lies a rocket like a boogie woogie choo choo train. We play the dance party too. Yeah. Uh, baby likes a rocket. Uh, let's see who would sing about a rocky, rocky choo choo train. There you train. go. Yeah. Rocky, rocky choo choo train. Let's go. It's baby likes to rocket like a boogie woogie choo choo. Oh, not rocky, rocky. No. All right, I'm in. Lunchbox. Dennis Bone. Oh. Boogie, boogie, Baseball boogie. coach from back in the day. Might as well give him a shout out. Nice. Eddie? Bones, I might get this wrong, but I guess the tractors. The answer is the tractors. Yeah! Come on! Hey, hey, it's okay. Good try. Good try. No, I mean, never heard the song in my life, so I, I ended That's not true. No, really? We played it on this show a bunch yeah. of times. I doubt it. <laughs> Eddie, you're the winner. Thank nice you, job, Bones. Buddy. Thank nice you. Job, Good buddy. game. One hit wonder game. Fun fact Friday. These are the most fun facts Amy found this week. Let's go. Number five. Walking on Lego bricks hurts more than walking over hot coals or broken (laughs) glass. Amen. And they're so hard that they can withstand almost 950 pounds before buckling. Dude, there's nothing worse than that feeling. (laughs) Yeah. Like you go into a dark room and you're like, oh, I stepped on a Lego. I just want to die. Does that feeling make you think about being a dad? (laughs) Absolutely. That's fun. Number four. So can openers, they weren't invented until 1858, which is 48 years after cans were invented. So what do they do forever? During the years in between, the most popular way. I'll tell you what I did, because I wouldn't have a can. I just use a butter knife. Boom, knock a hole in. Boom, knock a hole in. You knock holes all the way around it. Then you go to the holes, the spot in between the holes. Boom, knock that in. And eventually you can peel some of it back, but you put like a shirt over your hand so you don't cut it. And you peel it back enough to dump it out. Is that what they did? Pilgrims? Uh, they used a <laughs> hammer and chisel. But, you know, like... I was all out of hammer and chisel. Yeah, that's probably that's probably safer, too. Number three. The greatest recorded number of children born to one woman is... Oh, I know this. 69. Nice. Really? Yeah, because I remember everything 69. It's one of my specialties. She had 69 kids. Between 1725 and 1765, in a total of 27... Oh, my goodness. Confinements, which must mean pregnancies. A Russian gave birth to 16 pairs of twins, seven sets of triplets, and four sets of quadruplets. 67 of them survived. I wonder if after, I don't know, kid 25, they just come flying out. <laughs> like it's no problem? It's like she's just like pooping. Yeah. You know, just like, I don't really, she just I don't like know. does a couple crunches, out comes the kid. Crazy. Your body's gone through a lot at that point. Number two. Almost all of the American flags at Disney World have the wrong number of stars. No. Why? Yeah, they do this purposefully so that they don't have to perform proper flag protocols and lower each of the flags every night. 
because that's what you do. If you've got a flag, you lower it, you take it. If someone goes out every morning, puts the flag up, raises it. But if it's not a real flag flag. That's interesting. I can feel the same patriotism. Right. Looking at the flag, not mm. knowing, and they get to keep it up all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not very American, Bones. Well, it is. More lazy it's not than the, anything. Well. But it's Disney World. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I'd have to think about that to see how I feel. Yeah. Right I, now, I don't hate it. Take a little bit of time. Okay, give me some time on this. Because they're not real American flags. Hmm. Although I'm starting to be a little angry. <laughs> You're giving me just enough time to be a little no. bit angry about I feel like this. my husband would not <laughs> yeah. like it. But. Sometimes I need to sit on things. I'm not liking how... Um, all right, what else? Number one. So peanut butter was originally sold as a peanut substitute for people that didn't have teeth and couldn't chew peanuts. <laughs> a year after it was invent- invented in 1894, Dr. John Harvey Kellogg, yes, that Kellogg, tried to market it as a good source of protein for toothless people. You know, I like peanuts. I don't like peanut butter at all. Wouldn't it work for me? I hate peanut butter. I love a peanut. There's just something about it that's not so the same. Weird. It's just not the same. All right, thank you very much. Those were five fun, fun facts. Fact Friday. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Thomas Rhett announced a new album called Country Again Side A, and it will be out on April 30th. He shared two new songs from the album. Here's Growing Up. Still get a little crazy in a lot of ways. I'm still the kid I was. Just a little less jack in my cup. Oh, I guess I'm growing up. Yeah, I guess I'm growing up. Miranda Lambert announced the Marfa tapes with Jack Ingram and John Randall. It will be released on May 7th, but the first song is out from it called In His Arms. Luke Bryan is releasing his deluxe version of Born Here, Live Here, Die Here on April 9th. He shared one of the new songs called Drink a Little Whiskey Down. Listen, you comes around. Yeah, it don't happen like it used to happen. But when it does, I twist out the cap and drink a little whiskey, drink a little whiskey down. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Chad Schmidt was sitting in his ice shack in Lake Traverse in Minnesota. He's doing a little ice fishing. Man, I'm not getting any bites, not getting any bites when he hears a whoosh. And he goes outside his ice shack and he sees a truck has plunged into the water. The ice had cracked and two people. So he runs to his car, grabs a tow strap, goes and pulls a 56-year-old and a 72-year-old out of the water. Wow. Wow. Dang, that's awesome. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Hartsville, South Carolina. A man rolled up to the bank and he pulled up in the drive-thru, got one of those tubes, put a note in it, sent it in and said, put all the money in the tube and no one gets killed. Wow. He was in the drive-thru and said, okay, waited, called police, and he just sat, sat, <laughs> sat. Police rolled up and he's still sitting in his blue minivan in the drive-thru. <laughs> he was waiting. He was waiting for that money. At least you didn't want to kill anybody, you know? Yeah. Dang. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Bone.
Let's do this. Eddie claims to have a sophisticated palate when it comes to wine. However, my friend Eddie is not sophisticated. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Eddie is standing on the stage now. There are four wine cups in front of him. He will taste four bottles of wine. Three of them will be cheap bottles. One of them is an expensive bottle. He's just going to determine which one's the expensive one. <laughs> now, can I say something? They're all red wines. If you win and get it right, you are the greatest wine taster in America. If you lose, you will be punished. But if you win, you also get to keep the wine that, that I bought with my own money that I tell you this was over $100. Over $100? Mm-hmm. Wow. So that means the expensive one is really expensive. Yes. Okay. What are you trying to say? What do you want to say to me? Uh, well, just uh, just by looking at the cups, you gave me styrofoam cups. Uh, this is already a disadvantage because when you taste wine, you want to s- shake it up a little no, bit in the tasting, wine glass. No, that's not tasting. That's seeing it. You said you could taste it only. Right. But when you look at it and if it sticks to the glass, you start realizing like, ooh, that's not very high quality wine. You said tasting it. We're doing your rules. Just telling you. Once you give your final answer, you're locked in. Do we want to walk Eddie out and let everybody know what number it is? Or just have him roll? I just say have him roll. Okay. Roll. Do you guys know which one it is? No idea. Okay. Do you know, Bones? I do. Okay. Now, there are four cups. There's number one, two, three, and four. I think you can grab any number you want. Just say the number out loud and give it a taste. Okay? One more question. Yeah. How cheap is the cheap wine? You talking like under $5? Or are you talking yes, about- all three of them are under $5. Okay. The, all right. the, the three cheap ones. Okay. Wow! This is That means the expensive one is really expensive. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Which number are you grabbing first, Eddie? I'm going to go in order. I'll go with one. Okay. He's grabbing cup number one. <laughs> so your swirl, dude. Yeah. I'm looking at the swirl and it's not sticking. This number one could be the fancy one. I'm going to take a little taste though. <laughs> they asked him if he wanted to, to spit it or swallow it and he goes, I'm, I'm, Negative. Not, I'm not spitting it. What do you say? Uh, do I have to make a decision? No, on, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. I mean, that one's almost tastes like uh, grape juice, which means it's cheap. Okay. Yep. But it's smooth, though. Let me take another sip. I'm bones. Don't, I'm like, don't I might look get at little... Bobby's face to change why? your answer. Why? Yeah, not a lot of taste of that. Okay, so that is cup number one. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh. All right, cup number two. I'm shaking a little bit. Almost the same kind of stick on the, on the styrofoam there. Blech, bitter. Uh-uh. Cheap wine. Get that out of here. Number two. Uh-uh. <laughs> Cheap wine. That's a, they, they give that at church. Yeah, okay, so yeah. that's like nickel so wine. That's the church wine. The first, which one was better, though, of one and two, do you think? I mean, one's better because it wasn't as bitter. Okay. Two was like, Blech. get that out of here. All right. Oh, boy. Here's number three. That's pretty tasty. He oh, yeah? That. He smiled. When he hey. played that, he smiled a hey, little. number three is not bad. Okay. That creeped across his face like, uh-huh. This might be a little Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> 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 He's having another drink at number three. He likes that. Eddie's drunk. He gets I, drunk. I, 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 don't, I don't mind the three one. That could be the expensive one. Okay. All right. I'm going with number four now. <laughs> number four. Gosh, bones, they're starting to taste the same a little bit. Oh, yeah. We should have had something for you to clear your palate. Right? Do they need a good water? Yes. Have you drank out of that? Uh, probably. It's all right. Literally just got COVID tested about 10 minutes ago up here. So, Thank you, Amy. Good call. Because I think you do that when you do wine taste. All right, here it is. All right, number four. Last one. (sighs) What is it? Interesting. Very unique taste. Mm. 
But sometimes that cheap wine has a little pickly, vinegary taste to it. It's kind of what I taste here a little bit. Pickle? There was yeah. no smile on your face after that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about this one, bud. Dang, it's so different, though. It might be the expensive one. Here's the thing. I don't drink really expensive wine. I drank a $60 bottle of wine one time in my life. So that's what I'm gauging the expensive bottle on. Number four tastes very different. But I don't know if it's bad different or good different. All right. So which one (laughs) do you think is the cheapest and the worst? What did I say, number two? I don't know. That's the one you really hated. Number two, get that out of here. So that you think that's the cheapest one? Trash. Number two is trash. Trash. Last place. I mean, that's just bad. Okay, so that's the cheap one in your mind. Okay, rate them. And then two is the worst. What's next worst? Did I like one? Can I taste it again? Yeah, have it. <laughs> I'm going to get drunk tasting all these wines. <laughs> Gosh, one's a different taste too. But 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 watery. I'm going to say one's trash because too watery. But, but, but is, it, that is it the water you just drank? <laughs> okay, so okay, and which one is the best then? Which one did I like? Three. I like three, right? Yeah, that was a smile. Ooh, three's delicious. Okay. So your ranking is three, four, one, two. Two being the worst, three being the best. Yeah. Are you locked in at number three? Taking one more drink of four. Are you locked in at number three being the expensive one? Four tastes so different than all the other ones. I'm so confused right now. All right. I think I got it. So you're you're locked in at what number? Ah! What are you looking at? Eddie's basically had a whole bottle of wine up here. I know. Pass me a glass. Four. Watery. Right. Three watery. <laughs> Both, I don't even know what I, I taste I think it's because you cleared your palate with water. So Why you were it? three, four, one, two. I think one is so different. You're changing your answer. It, it, it tastes like trash to me. But that's why I feel like this is the most expensive one. So one is number one. Okay, I'll tell you this right now. Oh, gosh. But what? You're telling him what? <laughs> Let me do but that's it. his final? Yeah, your final's oh, one. Okay. Right? Yeah, I'm picking one. Okay, well, number one is your... take another taste real quick. Okay, one is your final answer. <laughs> he, keeps, he keeps drinking because this might be his last chance to drink. <laughs> Good one, Amy. He's drunk. Now Eddie's drunk. <laughs> yeah, Eddie's drunk. Yeah. We, we saw it happen. Okay. <laughs> Look how much he's smiling. Eddie's had a little too much on, to drink. Man. Come on, what we got? What we got? Eddie, I will tell you right now that number four... One of the ones that you were really struggling with. Yeah. Number four is an Akanga red blend from 2020 from Argentina. Bottle price of $4.99. <laughs> that was your original. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, not bad. I'm, I want to get these names down. So. so you need to have them on a piece of paper when it's okay. over. <laughs> you pick number one, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, crap. Let me go to number three. Number three is Bay Bridge Vineyards Merlot 2020 from San Francisco. Nice, cheap. Two dollars and ninety nine cents. Wow! The, the two that you were torn on being so good are extremely cheap. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. That's so funny. That's so funny. You like it, Lunch? Do you want to hear the one that you picked, or would you like to hear the one that you called trash? No, the one I called. Wait. 
Didn't I call one trash at the beginning? You did though? at the beginning. <laughs> two was the one you never liked and you thought was complete garbage. Okay. For, you want to hear about that one or I the do. one you picked? I want to hear about number two. Number two. Bunch of garbage. It is called Krupp Brothers Veracion. Oh, crap. That's Carbonate expensive. 2015 from Napa Valley. Total price of the trash, $119. <laughs> He's going to drink more now. Mr. Wino, he knows everything about Eddie, wine. Eddie, you actually picked the cheapest one. You actually picked the most expensive one to be the cheapest. Interesting. We'll have, <laughs> him, do, we'll have him do the juice later. We'll pour oh, into wow. its own cup okay. and let him do that. Can I finish this one, Ellie? Go ahead, buddy. Thank you. Wait, is that the good one or the... This is the good, good one. one. Now, does it taste better since you know? This is actually delicious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Producer Eddie right. does not know what he's talking about. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So there's a new service called Petflix, and it'll entertain your pets while they're home alone. Like they have stuff for your dogs called Relax My Dog, and then a sister site, Relax My Cat. There's 180 million viewers, and yeah, if you're feeling guilty, if you're away, or maybe you're busy working at home and your pet isn't getting the attention they need, they'll be entertained with their Petflix. I tried to do Animal Planet for my dog. He does not care. I do not believe Petflix works for my dog. <laughs> I think it just makes people feel better more than anything. Yeah, well, they say that it's pet-specific content, music and videos. My dog doesn't <laughs> know what content is. The only thing he knows on TikTok, I'll do some of those videos and go, it's a squeaky thing. And he goes, push this and watch your dog come running to it. And I'll be around. He can't see me, but I'll, I'll hit the button. Ew! He comes flying. He falls for oh, it. Oh, yeah. Every, it's like, what is it? What is it? <laughs> Now that's Petflix. All right, what else? Okay, there's something coming soon that I'm so pumped about. It's a microwave popcorn that tastes like mac and cheese. Mm. It's from the Act 2 company. And there's no word on exactly when this is going to hit stores, but most reports say that it is coming very soon. And this is a product that definitely makes me so happy. Like, my daughter loves popcorn, and my son loves macaroni and cheese. I feel like this is going to be the best of both worlds, and we're going to make this. Isn't it just cheesy popcorn? It does not already exist. <laughs> I mean, I guess so, but it's just got more of a... I'm just the more... picture on the box makes you feel better. Yeah, yes. like even at the movie theater, they have the cheesy sprinkle but of the seasoning. mac and cheese powder from the like a Kraft macaroni and cheese is so good. I don't know why someone didn't think of this before. They're definitely going to sell more. I think simply. they already did. No, I but think calling it's... it mac and uh. cheese is genius. I guess you're right. I hadn't thought about that before. Oh, well, I have an idea for queso popcorn. <laughs> oh, come on, come on. It's just the same, but you put a pepper on the outside of the cheese. <laughs> oh, <laughs> groundbreaking. Uh-huh. Yeah, right, okay, gotcha. So Keith Urban knows how to fake it when he forgets a guitar solo, and this definitely does happen to him on stage. He said he actually forgot the guitar solo in Highway Don't Care while he was on stage with Tim McGraw at CMA Fest in 2013, but nobody knew it because he said he's trained to just keep his face normal and just keep playing and no one will really tell. But in his head, he's actually very, very confused. I don't believe he's very confused. You can play in the right key and hit any guitar as long as you know where to play. He's not going to. No, I saw one time. Well, I'm quoting. I mean, I'm paraphrasing what he said. Let me tell you a Keith Urban story. I don't think I've ever told this on the air. I was doing a thing with Keith, Keith Urban for maybe CMA Fest. It was on ABC, and I had my guitar with me, and I would play little things, and the artist, we'd sing a little something. And I'm left-handed, and everybody would come in and go like, oh, you play left-handed. It's cool. And I was like, yeah, they're like, the only person I knew that plays left-handed is, and they'd name some random left-handed guitarist from oh, Jimi Hendrix. Or So Keith Urban comes in and goes, oh, you play left-handed, eh? He goes, I never really had time to, to try left-handed. I'm not left-handed, but let me see what I can do. He takes the guitar, opposite <laughs> from his. And has a second where it's like clunk, clunk, clunk. And then he goes, dum, 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 dum. he starts playing it left-handed a okay. hundred times better than I can. 
That would be like just grabbing your offhand and throwing a baseball with it. He's so good. Don't, don't. He may have forgotten the solo, the exact notes to play, but I'm telling you what he did is probably right on. Well, if you're a guitar player, Keith says there's no wrong notes. Just there's the, wrong notes no, if you're no, in the, not said, the right I'm key. I'm quoting him. He yeah. said if you forget something, just remember there's no wrong notes. Just the look on your face. People will know if you make a face, so just keep it cool and just strum along. Well, you can fake it, but there are definitely <laughs> wrong notes. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I've hit some of them. <sighs> okay, is that it, Amy? Yep, I'm Amy. That's my bio. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So there's this high school basketball player named Matt Monty in Michigan, and his team is playing this other team, and he notices that a player on the other team has shoes that are not meant for basketball. So after the game, he takes off his LeBron James Nikes and goes over and hands them to the other guy because even though it's a rival, the game was over and he wanted him to be able to continue his basketball career with better shoes. And here's a clip of the kid talking about the importance of wearing the right shoes. I just remember being younger and not being able to afford nicer shoes for basketball and I know how bad it sucked. Um, basketball shoes are, are a necessity. I've rolled a lot of ankles not wearing the right shoes for the right things. I mean, how lucky too if that kid was the same size. Mm. What was stink was like, man, I got you these shoes. <laughs> and the kid who's getting the shoe was like, you're a size seven. Yeah. <laughs> Can you give me some 11s? <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. You know, we're talking about my birthday gift that Caitlin told me that I had coming. Yeah. She's like, hey, I got your gift. It's going to be great. Can't wait to give it to you, but it's a month away. And I'm like, oh, man, I wish you just kept it quiet. And I'm in here just telling the story. Eddie's known the gift the whole time. Uh well, okay, so so when you were telling the story, I had just gotten a text about it, so I was trying to keep my cool, and now I'm like, hey, Bones, I just want to let you know that uh, I do know what it is, but I'm not telling. Oh, now that's like, the surprise just doubled. <laughs> they keep throwing wrinkles into the surprise. I like surprises. I don't like to be told a surprise is coming. Yeah, but that's already happened, so right, what are you going to do about it? So is it amazing? Not talking about it. Not even looking at you right now. You're like my dog when he does something bad. <laughs> He'll look everywhere but at me in the eyes. I'm not looking at you in the eyes right now. What is happening? Okay, is it, hey, is it great, though? I can't say anything. Right. <laughs> Let's go over to Amy with the morning corny. The morning corny. So, I don't mean to brag, but cashiers are always checking me out. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the morning corny. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Use that one next time you're at the grocery store. How old were you, Amy, when you finally felt grown up? Oh, I don't yet, still. <laughs> you still don't feel even? <laughs> no, I mean, there are certain things like when you buy your first house, you have kids, marriage maybe in the mix for some people. So I'm, all those things made me feel a little bit more grown up. But adulting is really still hard sometimes. And I realize, gosh, you just never really grow up. How about you? Probably 15 or 16. Oh, oh dang. Oh, okay, you're way ahead. Here I am, 39. No, yeah. I don't think it's ahead. I think I just had to make harder decisions earlier. Sure. So I think I started to feel like, okay, I got to be an adult now, about 15 or 16 years old. When you have to start buying your own school clothes or like buying food. Yeah. You know, I think that's probably when you start to feel like an adult. So again, very different. Very different because sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I have children to feed tonight. <laughs> Okay, I gotta cook. Thirteen <laughs> percent of people say say they've never felt like a true grown up. Mm-hmm. 
that's me. Eddie, what about you? You know, I had the feeling the other night when I was taking my kids to practice, and and I was like, wow, my wife just trusted me with taking my kids to a practice, and I'm driving them, and they're back now, and we're making them dinner. I'm like, and this was just a couple of days ago. I'm like, I feel like a grown-up now. Like, so 41. Yeah, 41 years old. Uh, the most common answers were 18, 20 and 21, 25 and 30. Oh. Oh, they went ages, and I went, like, life events. Yeah, but there are those life events. The, mm-hmm. the biggest life events are top five, graduating from school, worrying about bills, and finding ways to save. Mm-hmm. That That's a big adult. Sure. When you have to start figuring out how you're going to have money to buy the necessities that you need, I think that's why I was at 15 or 16 years old. I just had to start figuring out how I was going to have money to get a car so I could go to work. Yeah. You know, but I, I think that's for all of us. Uh, number three, moving out of your parents' house. Getting your first full-time job is at number two. And the number one thing that makes people feel like they're an adult, what do you think it is? Kids. Buying a dishwasher. Kids is at number nine. It was way down the list. Oh. Hmm. Dishwasher? (laughs) (laughs) What? Well, I just remember one time being at Lowe's or Home Depot or something and really comparing all the dishwashers (laughs) and which one I was going to get. And I was like, this just really feels like an adult thing I'm doing right now. Ish. It's owning a home. There. Yeah. And that's part of it. That. Owning a home, man, when you buy a house and you have to sign all those papers. Oh, man, that's so closing. It's so into you. No, but it's just so much. <laughs> and you're like, well, I have no idea what I'm signing. And the, the person next to you, the realtor or whomever, it's like, I'll walk you through everything you want to be walked through. And you're like, we'd be here for 10 days. Mm-hmm. You just sign stuff. And you're like, well, now I owe a whole lot of money and I don't know what I signed. I'm an adult. Yeah. <laughs> Time for Eddie to pay the piper, as they say. This is stupid. It's not stupid. Yes, it is. <laughs> Earlier in the show, Eddie had four bottles of wine. Three of them were really cheap. They were either $2.99 or $4.99. There was one bottle of wine. It was over 100 bucks. And he swore to us he had such a refined palate that he could nail the expensive one. And they weren't even close, by the way. We didn't get like a $25 bottle of no, wine. No, they were pretty different. And the one that you said was the absolute worst? <laughs> I called it trash. You said it was trash. That was, that was the most expensive one. So, Eddie has chosen his punishment, which is no drinking for a week now, mm, no wine. And you guys all, chose the punishment. No. We had a lot of options. Ugh. And then also he has a full wine glass of, now, olive juice. Oh, okay, man. So, Bones, this is a lot more than I even drank from the wine. Like, What's this, your history with olives, Eddie? I just don't like them. I don't know if it comes from my childhood or they made me. What, do you smell I, it? I'm Look, gagging, you're too. Gagging, all you guys are gagging and you're terrible, so man. far away from it. Well, I I'm hate not. olives. So. so, that's your glass. God! Oh. And here's the irony, Bones. <laughs> so it's a olive brine, and I'm looking at the ingredients, and it's a water, salt, red wine, vinegar, and some grape juice. So the irony is that I drank wine, and now this thing has red wine in it. Let's clap our hands. No, it, well, hold on, hold on, before you clap your hands. Do I have to drink all this? Yeah. This is a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. He's like, going to vomit. Bones, I will throw up. Just chug. Chug. No. Chug. No, chug, no. chug. 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 Hit it, Raymond. Chug. 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 I need the trash can. It's right there beside Morgan. Not Morgan, bring it close. Camera on you right now? It's on me. Oh, Bones, I can't. I can smell it. I can't do it. Eddie, chug. I chug. can't do chug. it. Chug. 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 Oh, chug. Guys, chug. I can't do this. Dude, you're a fine oh. palate. You want us to catch you down? No, Bones, come on. Half of it. Drink. You lost. Then if I you want me oh I can't even I can't even promise I'm gonna I'm, drink the whole thing. I, I, I don't I can't yeah. even cheer you on because I feel so bad yeah. for you right now. Bones, if I drink the whole thing, at least let me drink for the week. No, th- back out. You Eddie. lost the bet. Yeah. No, Eddie, if I, I let you, you out of this, the listeners will never let me hear the end of it. Also, the I listeners think you have need a heart. To see if you can go. I tell you what, without drinking. I'll tell you what. You can have the expensive bottle that's up here if you just drink that. 
You really? can't drink it for a week, but you can have the expensive one. $100 bottle one? Yeah. Can drink. I drink all this? Well, you have to drink all that anyway. I'm just throwing the other one as a bonus. I can't do this. This is terrible. Not with that attitude. Yeah, that's a bad attitude. Stop. Yeah. You stop. Quit saying I can't and say I can. Uh-huh. What is you, this music? This is the final countdown. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Eddie lost the bet. I can't it. do this. There you go with that. Right? Three. You have to, Eddie, you have to chug. Remember when you ate that wasabi, wasabi ball? Wasabi. You like, just did it. You just knocked thing? it down. Three. Uh. I can't do it. Well, that's because you up. keep smelling it. If you I'm were sticking up. your nose your in nose. it. I'm going to throw up. Like, Three, two, one, go. There he goes. Oh, oh he spit it out. Eddie, you can't. Oh, I can't do it. You didn't have one drink. I didn't swallow it. It's all salt. You didn't even swallow one drink. Guys, it's all salt. You didn't even swallow one drink. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'll dry out like a fish. I'm about to go get another bottle. But that's the only mess up you can have. You spit it out. Bones, it's so bad. You lost the bet. This was your idea. It's so bad. The whole wine thing. This is all. You were like, I have a sophisticated palate. Okay, fine. I don't. <laughs> well, it's too late now. That's but one free spit. I, I don't. I, <laughs> That's it, Eddie. This is impossible. Good luck. Amy, take a you. big drink and swallow it, and be and have just one down. Ready? Mm. And then we'll take a break if you want a break. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm gonna throw up. Ready? Three, don't spit it out, Eddie. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. There he goes. Uh, don't spit it out. He's, oh, he's swallowing uh, it. He's swallowing uh, it. He's chugging uh, it. He did it! Uh, he did it! You did it! He did it! Oh! He did the whole thing! <laughs> he did the whole thing! Go to break. What? Go to break. <laughs> this is terrible, though. Why do we have to go to break? Yeah, we're, we're, we're feeling fine. We're killing it right now. This yeah. is terrible, dude. How do you feel? I'm terrible. It was disgusting. It took one second. You didn't even throw up. Yeah, it really I looks like you enjoyed it. I don't have to throw it. No, I don't. What? How? how? Well, uh, 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 you guys, guys have a little bit of juice here. Do you guys want to try it? No. We didn't lose the bet. You want to try a little bit of it? No. We didn't lose the bet. Mark. Oh, wait. Did you say there's more juice? There you that go. means oh, you didn't drink no. it all. Oh, yeah, that true. means you didn't drink the whole jar. Here, somebody take a drink. Eddie, no way. You did a great job. Gosh, thanks. You paid the punishment. Let me drink for the rest of the week, Bones. Come on. You, you can't. You lost the bet. Also, man. You're just an inspiration for so yeah. many stop, people out there. Stop. That think Remember that when they you can't. said you couldn't you do said, it? You said I can't, I can't, and then you did. You got to say I think I can, I think I can. I mean, you really could do anything you put your mind to it. That's that's what we like to hear. I want to bring our phone screener Abby over to the microphone. Abby, how are you today? I'm good. They were talking about you. They said that you were talking like you need a man. You're single. I yes, I am. And how long have you been single? <laughs> oh, been oh, like two years. Do you mind me asking how old you are? I'm 30. Okay. So you're single. You're 30 years old. How long have you lived in Nashville? Almost eight years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you, move here, to be a, did you move here to be a singer? I did at one point. I wanted to work in the business, and I, didn't, I wanted to try it out, see what I could do. I just love country music, so yes. Do you consider yourself in the business now here? Yes. Okay, good. I do, I do. too. I do, too. But some people are like, no, I'm working with you dopes. This no, is the business. no, I think it is. Yes, it is. And Eddie, you were hearing her talk about needing a man? Yeah, yeah. She's just talking about the kind of man that she would like to have okay. in her life. What kind yes. of man are you looking for, Abby? So I want a guy that's athletic and normal. Okay. Because uh, that's kind of hard. Okay. I mean, that's okay. What do you mean? No, and a couple things are athletic. Describe athletic. Um, I mean, he grew up playing sports. He likes to be active. I guess not really. I don't know about athletic, but just like active. You know, he likes to be high energy. He likes to go hiking, do all the things I like to do because I like to be active. 
Just like a normal guy. And I know that saying you're like, but that's hard to find. Just normal. Eddie, what was your advice to her? She told me exactly, exact words. She wants a hardworking man. Yes. Have you been married before? I <laughs> know. No. No. Okay. no, I'm just asking for our listeners. Yeah. Okay, no, I have not. But no. so is the crop that's out there or, or who you're encountering, you don't see them as like wanting to get out and be active and also they're not driven? I just don't ever find any compa- that are compatible with me. And I, I guess the only way I meet them here, I guess it's hard. So I meet them on dating apps. And it's just after the first date, we're just really not compatible because they're not. They're what like, are they not giving you that you're looking for? They just, for one thing, they're always like, you have, you're always so busy. Like you never have time. And I'm like, I just met you a week ago. Like you, (laughs) how do you know I'm so busy? Like, I just, I don't know really what they want. They don't make it clear, I guess. And when's the last time you went out with someone from a dating app? I'd say like a month ago. What dating app is your app of choice? Bumble. Because you make (laughs) the first move. Yes. Do you find you have pretty good success over there? No. I'm okay. So I, I was on a, (laughs) the other day. I match with like 10 people. So you have success and at matching. It's, it's that's matching, my question. yeah. You match. Okay. Yeah, match. But then they don't respond because they have 24 hours. And then 24 hours, ex- ex- it expires, and then it went away. So you match, then you send a message, and then you don't hear back. Yes. And yeah, when, I just don't even hear back at all. When is the last time you went on a date from Bumble? Yeah, it was the month ago. That oh. was the one from there. And what do you do on the date? So we actually met for coffee. He lived downtown. So we just got coffee at a place and walked around. It was perfect. I thought it was great because when you're one-on-one, it's kind of more nerve-wracking to me, you know, because you're just like right there. But if there's like something you can look around and see what's going on downtown, it's just more casual. So that's what we did. So you went on this date and as it ended, what happened? It was great. He was like, I want to hang out again. He texted me like an hour later and was like, that was so fun. I really want to hang out. And then, like, three days later, I just didn't really hear much. And so um, he texted me and was like, hey, Abby, because I don't want to reach out too much, you know, and, like, annoy, I don't know, and act like I'm too into it, I guess. So I was like, I'll just see if he's into it, he'll text me. He was like, hey, Abby, I just didn't get the impression you're interested. So I was like, what? That was three days ago. I don't know where that came from. What do you respond when he says that? I was just like, I was like, I didn't, I don't want you to feel that way. I didn't mean to make you feel that way. I'm, I was working and I thought we were going to go to dinner this week and he didn't even answer. Uh. He didn't even respond back. Oh. He threw it on you. Okay. Yeah, so, so what, what did you learn from that? <laughs> that this happens all the time. And that, oh, yeah. man, it's a hard world to live in, dude. I don't know what I learned. I would say what you could learn from that is two things. One, the first thing is. If you like somebody, just hit them back. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yes. And if they like, oh, you're too pushy, it means they weren't into you anyway. I've never, you know, back in my younger days, I never had anybody be too pushy on me if I liked if Because if I liked them, I was just happy they were there. Didn't happen often. But I, I don't think that that's a big deal for you to hit back a day later. Hey, that was a lot of fun. Let's let's plan another time. I don't. It's weird for you, I know. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah. But I don't think if, that that's a bad thing to express a bit of interest or just exist. Don't even plan anything. Just be like, hey, what's ha- what's happening? How are you today? That's right. it. There's nothing nothing wrong with that. So I would encourage you to do that a little more. Yeah, I'm always in between. I don't want to be too, act like I'm like needy or whatever. But then I'm like, if they're interested, they'll reach out to me. So. And he did. And I feel like, I probably feel like that was a kind of a cop out by him too. Absolutely. To, he just wasn't interested. Three days later. <laughs> I, feel, I just, I would really love for him to say it. 
like please just be like look I don't I had fun but I just don't see it and I'd be like okay thank you for the honesty mm-hmm. like that's what I would like so are you on the apps now mm-hmm. yes. a- any matches that you're pending going out with <laughs> no because they expire okay. they all expire okay <laughs> just like a good man <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't do a good job at explaining what kind of guy you I like am. an athletic guy with abs who works hard has yeah. good morals, knows what he wants, has goals. I mean, heck, yes, I would like a guy like that. <laughs> okay, okay. Sounds perfect. <laughs> okay. Do you think your standards are too high? Oh, probably, yes. And no. They, and they should be. They should be as yeah. high as you want them, and you shouldn't give up regardless. So yep. so, so good for you. It's, it's, it's hard to find, but when you do find it. Like for me, I never found the person, ever. And I was like, I guess I just, my standards are too high. Then they weren't. Then all of a sudden, my standards weren't too high. My, the standards that I had held forever in my whole life that I thought were too high, all of a sudden one day I realized they weren't whenever I met Caitlin. And you it just, took for, it took forever. You just waited out? Right? Well, I just wasn't going to settle, <laughs> right. right? I was just going to grow old and, you know, be 100 and still be out. Hey, lady, want to go to the club? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, well, hang in there. Okay, thank you. I will try. How tall no. does a guy have to be? <laughs> See, that's the thing. I like the shorter guys. So I'm not like most girls. But you, like the really tall guys. You like so short you guys. Think, I mean, yeah. Short athletes Shorter. is tough. How tall are you? <laughs> yeah. uh, five four. Okay, so yeah, like I want the athletes, but I like the Spud Webb, Muggsy Bogues, <laughs> all the little guys. Yeah. yeah, I don't even. Yeah. So who on this show would be most your type of a guy? If you had to pick, because we're all kind of different guys oh, here. This is tough. It doesn't mean you like them, but it means like who, which type. Okay, well, I would uh, I'd probably say Ray, <laughs> just because he's, he's like really fun and goofy and easygoing and, and works just, hard and, and athletic and short. And short. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who would be your last pick? Oh, I don't want to do that. No. Hey, so your Instagram name is what? Abby.Anderson1 underscore. Oh, okay, well, there's your first problem right there. <laughs> Abby.Anderson1 underscore. Doesn't need to be more creative. I don't know about creative, just it's so hard to get to. Less, yeah. Okay. Yeah, everybody's Abby. Anderson. You guys go check out Abby. Hit her up. You oh, just, gosh. This you is accept, bad. Do you accept DMs? Uh, Say yes. Uh, yes, you do. Sure. Don't lie. All right. <laughs> Good luck, Abby. Keep us in the loop. Okay, we'll thank check you. with you next I month. We'll do that. <laughs> it's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A missing dog in Kent County, Michigan, has been reunited with his family after 43 long days. Milo the Springer Spaniel had last been spotted in early February, but neighbors and animal control officers continued to search until he was found. The lucky break in the case came when residents of the town of Sand Lake, nearly 20 miles away, heard a dog that continued to bark over several days. They found Milo, who was stuck inside an old bunker-style grain silo. He couldn't climb out on his own because of the 10-foot high walls, but animal control officers hoisted him up, got him out of there. He lost 33 pounds in this run. Wow. But he survived the extreme cold and is now back home with the family. Man, I bet that family, when they saw that dog, being a dog guy and having my dogs have run away before and thinking I'm not getting them back, I bet that was such a reunion. The Kent County Animal Shelter says neither the dog or the owners lost hope, and hope is what finally reunited them. 20 miles. Oh, that dog went 20 miles. Yeah, a long that's way. Home, that's, that's homeward bound stuff. <laughs> what is he trying to get to? That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. We're about five minutes out from talking with Miranda Lambert, so hang out for that. They say letting children sip your beer could be more harmful than you realize. Who in here, by a say of, of me, 
Whose parents let them drink beer or alcohol when they were young kids? Me. I. Okay. I say of me, and Amy goes, I. Yeah, me. Oh, sorry. Me. me. Alcohol's getting you. Drunk <laughs> now. Uh, me. <laughs> Science, I, I did not. I When I was five, I was like, no way. I've seen the, enough of this. I never have been... I think we all had different circumstances. Yeah, I, think, I don't think I was even offered it, though. I mean, listen, it was there. It was always just sitting around. I guess I could have. But scientists find a link between child alcohol sipping and seeing alcohol positively. Mm. Kids are often given their first sip of alcohol by a parent with innocent intentions. However, health experts say that you should go alcohol-free childhood, childhoods because you're more likely to drink heavily as an adult if you have it as a kid, even as a sample. Huh. I had it as a sample as a kid, and I, my daughter has sampled it. You let her? Yeah. She thinks it's disgusting. And as did I when I was a kid. Yeah, so did I. So it's, yeah. to me, there, I, I, she, there's no, if I saw a problem, but now I'm worried, like, oh, great, did I just create a problem? But I don't know. I think there's other circumstances. In How did your daughter sample alcohol? Wine. She wanted to try it. We were having some, or she just said, maybe even at a restaurant too. Sometimes if you get something and she'll just be like, oh, let me, t- oh, oh, that's awful. Yeah. How do you drink that? Why? She's like, I'll take a Fanta. She'd rather have pineapple Fanta all day long. What about you, Eddie? <laughs> no, they haven't tried it. No, no not, not your kids. What? You. Hold on, both, so, both. First, you. Okay, so first off, I just talked to my wife about this the other day. My dad had a full bar in our house. Like, it was his dream to turn one of our, our rooms into a full bar, and he did. And we had every liquor imaginable available to us. And my wife even said, I remember going to your house when we were in high school and you saying, come on, ladies, ladies, what do you want? Tequila? You want vodka? What do you want? And she was just like, this is outrageous. But to me, that was completely normal. We'd go to restaurants when I was high school. Dad's like, do you want a beer? Yeah, sure. I drank a beer with my dad when I was in high school at restaurants. Totally normal. But now as me being a parent, I'm like, that's crazy. I would never do that. That's crazy talk. No chance you'd let your 13-year-old have a sip of beer. No. And and they've seen me have beer, and they're just like, you drinking beer? What's that taste like? I'm like, eh, you won't like it. You'll like it someday, but not now. But not yet have they asked me, can I try that? And if they do, I'm going to say, no, not yet. I definitely don't think that every kid who tastes a little bit of beer or wine turns into an alcoholic. But they did like 10,000 people, and they found mm-hmm. that kids who were exposed to it, but then it wasn't just talked about openly? Because, Eddie, it seems like yours was just open. (laughs) It was everywhere. Like, it wasn't a big deal. Nope. But if it was like, here, you can taste it, but it's a big deal, that that was usually what ended up the worst. So I guess what we learned here is let your six-year-olds rock it. (laughs) (laughs) Let it rip. Not not at all. I try to make it not a big deal. But my my, I grew up two ways. My mom was super strict with it. She had no idea in high school that there was drinking happening. And then, but my dad was like, Eddie's dad, what up? You want to have everybody over? Like, it's so, looking back, it's so messed up, actually. I kind of even want to tell my dad, like, what in the world were you even thinking? Did you even love me? (laughs) (laughs) The Friday Morning Conversation with Miranda Lambert. Miranda, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Good uh, good to see you. Good to talk to you. How's life been for you? It's starting to to work a little again, so that feels good. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to ask you, because... You know, whenever I look at your social media, you're all over the place. It's either dogs or it's you traveling around the country. I got to assume at your level of success and where you are in your life now, you probably, until you retire, you wouldn't have enough time to just travel around the country like you did the past few months. You want to want to travel. And when you're like on the grind, on the road, it's it's hard to want to go anywhere else once you finally get home. But um, I've enjoyed it. I mean, I, it's 
it's nice to just sort of when you have an airstream, you can hitch it up and go anywhere. So it's it's freedom. It's been fun. Would you ever be driving and someone looks over and sees you driving the airstream and, and you see their mouth go, Holy crap, that's Miranda Lambert? Some people like do notice this on the road, but you know, we don't usually post our vehicle <laughs> just in case. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we we actually got in a wreck last time coming back from Charleston. Somebody hit us in Atlanta and knocked a big hole in our airstream. So that was fun. <laughs> when that happens, and I'm fortunate nope, that you didn't get hurt, but when that happens, the person that hits you, were they well, a fan by any chance? It was a hit and run, so I guess not. <gasps> oh, so they, they jumped. As soon as they hit you, they took off. Uh, didn't even stop, but, you know, classy, guys. Thank you. <laughs> How crazy if you're that person, you're listening to the show the next day, because we're on in Atlanta, oh, yeah. you know, and you hear the show and you're like, somebody hit an Airstream. It's like, Craig, Craig, who works, he's like, oh my God, that, that was me, guys. We hit Miranda Lambert. That was stink. <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk. We have some business to talk about here. You are announcing the Marfa tapes uh, with Jack Ingram and John Randall. Uh, it'll come out in May, but tell me about this project that, that you're talking about. Well, Marfa is a city in the middle of nowhere in Texas, uh, out in West Texas. And Jack and John and I, we've been friends for a long, long time. And we started going out there to write songs. And there's something magical about that place. It's very, um, it, there's, there's art there. And I can't explain why, but for the last five or six years, we've been going out there um, and staying for three or four days in this bungalow and writing songs. And some of them, I, I just thought they wouldn't have another life outside of um just putting down a work tape and so I was like why don't we just put out the work tapes <laughs> and uh that's what we're doing it's just very raw there's no fixes we took one microphone and uh engineer Brandon Bell and we went out there and we just kind of did one take we sat on a hill in the in the pasture and uh watched the sunset and sang the songs and so you know it's something really different for me it's pretty scary to be honest because it's just like a one take no fixes, um, three friends singing songs together, just like we would put them down on our phones. And I don't know, I just felt like people might want to hear that's kind of how how the songs start and end, really, when you break it all down, it's not going on a record. In His Arms, which was released today, I'm going to play a clip of this for everybody. Here's a new Miranda for you. Playing in some house, standing breaking horses That's really cool. I mean, awesome. if you're going to release a record for me, that's what I want to hear right there is is this kind of record. And listen, you know, being in Austin and, you know, living there for 15 years of my life, um, know Jack Ingram, you know, met him many times. Also a great singer. Did you ever have the idea to like, all right, we got to get Jack, you got to get his voice in this thing a little bit more. Jack has been one of my heroes for a long time. I've been watching him, following him around Texas since I was 15. And so, um, and John, I've known for, you know, 13, 15 years probably. And just a bunch of Texas people being friends and writing songs together. Um, that's pretty magical in itself, just from the history of our friendships. But Jack is just, he's so talented and he's, you know, he's had a long career, but I, it's funny to to follow him around for 15 years old and watch his shows at, you know, Billy Bob's and, and bars in Texas. And then now we actually have a record out together. So it's funny how that works out. You and Elle put out this, this new song called Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home. Uh, when did Elle approach you about doing this this duet, this collab? Uh, she asked me in 2019, I believe. We cut it. Um, but we had been on the tour together. She came out on the road with me on the Roadside Bars Pink Guitars Tour, and we just hit it off. She's so fun, and I'm, I'm such a huge fan of hers. Um, 
and we hung out a lot and became friends and she asked me to do this song and I, she said it to me and it's so much fun. It's awesome. And, um, you know, then 2020 happened. So nothing really happened with it for a long time, but now I guess we're back and we did the most fun video ever for it. Um, we shot it in Nashville at the American Legion. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's just a fun girl anthem. I think everybody's going to dig it. Miranda Lambert's on with us, which by the way, you just celebrated your two year wedding anniversary. In two years, what is the thing you've learned about being married? Well, it's okay to do it twice. I learned that because um, second time's been awesome. <laughs> um, and, you know, I've, I guess we, we survived a pandemic. It's like you got engaged during a pandemic. So, like, if you can survive that, if you can survive 2020 together, being a new couple, you're kind of golden from here on out. <laughs> You know, I think we were, especially in early part of COVID, and I'm sure you and a lot of people listening to me experience the same thing, where you were stuck together in such a close quarters that it, it I, I felt like it elevated our relationship to where a day was like worth a week because you were together the whole time and there was nowhere else to go. And for me, I felt like I came out of this going, oh, this is for sure what I want to do, even more so than I think I would normally. I, you know, I've, it made us really strong. Um, you know, we got, we got married and then we were on the road pretty much on tour, a lot going on, flying back and forth to New York. And then with shutdown, it was like we could really chill and get to know each other a little better. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we just we really did great. I mean, what every day wasn't sunshine and rainbows, of course, but um, I'm thankful for that downtime. I really am. And now we get you know, we got to get we bought the Airstream and we sort of got to travel together without work being part of it. All right, I'm going to end with this. I'm going to go back to your social media. You posted April 13th, 2020, so it's been about a year. This picture with Joe Exotic, which I've never asked about, but how long was this before he went to prison? It was like, well, that picture was taken during, um, we were down in Texas during Hurricane Harvey, helping move dogs around to shelters. And he and his people volunteered to help us move dogs because they had all these trucks and trailers. And at the time, I obviously didn't know the extent of Joe Exotic and all his adventures, but um Actually, he was really nice. <laughs> Their whole crew was very helpful. I mean, he was—he ended up being a little bit of a pill, but um, that's. I was so weird when all that was happening. I was like, I'm pretty sure we have a selfie together somewhere. <laughs> How did you find so, the picture? Because it feels like it was just a random picture with a random person, and all of a sudden you have it again. Did you go through your phone, or did somebody send it to you? I think my mom dug it up because she had it on her phone. I think, and um, I don't know. It was just I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to post this. It's too good. <laughs> All right, Miranda Lambert, she's got a new project, May 7th. It's called The Marfa Tapes, uh, Jack Ingram and John Randall. Uh, this is right up my alley as far as music. And then a new song, In His Arms, it's out today. And then the new collab with L. Keen called Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home. You, you feel like we're getting back to normal. When Miranda's on talking, she's got 19 projects going, you feel like we're getting back to normal and we like it. So uh, congratulations on all your sellouts too, Miranda, when you're back playing at Billy Bob's, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Bobby. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> On the phone right now is Kelly in Jackson, Mississippi. Hey, Kelly, how are you? Hi. Welcome to the show. What can I do for you? Uh, yes, I was curious if you guys have considered calling Amy's cousin back, the psychic, to potentially predict, you know, maybe what the rest of the year looks like for you and then potentially about you and Caitlin having a baby because she's pretty much called everything else. And that's what's starting to be scary for me is that she's nailed so many things. And if I go, hey, so in two years... What do you think our baby... Oh, two years, you're dead. Oh. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't think she delivers that kind of news. But if she knew, I need to know. If she feels that way, I need to know. I'm up for another one. On I air say, or private? I, I Personally, I like the on air ones. I'm sure yeah. you do. Yeah. 
I would do another. What would you like, Kelly? Me to do it private and bring it on the air? This is what happened or have her mm-hmm. on the air? Definitely on the air. Yeah. I think it was really cool how Amy <laughs> talked to her ahead of time and really already knew and then had the details behind the scenes and then said, you know, hey, looking back, she called it, you know, whatever details, maybe yeah. if it's a boy or girl, who knows? Oh, yeah. And just to clarify for new listeners to make sure there's no confusion, I, I wasn't ever giving her any information. She was giving me the information. And so and then she ended up being right, which was crazy. But I don't tell her anything about Bobby. We don't talk. I don't. She's not like researching you. Plus, the things she's saying, it's not like she could. Yeah, there's no research. way she could know the month that I was going to get engaged. Right. And she didn't even tell me. She goes, you're going to get engaged. I won't tell you what month, but it's coming. And then she told Amy exactly what month. And, and it was she, a month no one yeah. predicted. And she sent it on a text that we had it in writing. It's crazy. Yeah, it's weird. Let me talk to Caitlin if I want to. Because when it gets to, hey, predict our baby. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. that's a that's lot. That's you too. Yeah. That's, let me. And, I don't know. I do need, what? I don't know. I don't even, I don't even I, believe I, it really, but I just, but here's the thing. Like 99% of me is like, no way that's true. But she's hit so many things. I'm like, <laughs> but, but just in case. <laughs> the death one would be cool though. No. Like, just to know. Just ask like, what day of the week will I die? So then every Wednesday, my, I'm, I'm, my head's on a... <laughs> I'm looking around the whole time. It could be that Wednesday. All, I don't even want to know what year. Oh, that would be terrible. I just want to know what day of the week am I going to die. Uh, we come in every morning. It's Wednesday, guys. Remember, Bobby's going to be on edge here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Kelly, thank you for the call. We will talk about that after the show and kind of figure something out, okay? Yeah, I would love to hear it. Thanks, guys. All, All right. awesome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Amy, what's happening with you this weekend? My sister's here, so just lots of sister time and probably dad time, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You? I am on the way to San Francisco. i got to hop a plane. I will be on a fishing boat about 40 miles off the coast. Fishing? Mm. Shrimping? I, w- I, I wish. It's actually not. I thought it was shrimp. I never really know <laughs> until I kind of get there. It is a fishing boat. We are doing fishing, deep sea fishing, but with nets, like we do when you, Whoa. for selling back. Oh, are you going to be near Alcatraz? I don't. I have, I, that's not deep sea. Alcatraz yeah, I mean, right going there. Forty miles off. Yeah. Can I tell you? Oh. I'm so busy during the week. I kind of know what's happening, and I guess I could dig into it more. I usually use the, the flight over to research what I'm going to do oh, that yeah. weekend. But I just know that I'm going to be on a boat, sleeping on a boat. I get really seasick, motion sick. This could be brutal. <laughs> but that is where I will be. But this one and one more episode, and I'll finish the whole season. Sixteen episodes. That's cool. May 31st debut. That's what's up. Thank you guys. Hope you have a great weekend. Monday is International Women's Day. We got a big show lined up for that. And we'll see you then. Bye, guys. Mm. Bobby Bones.